So it was crazy. Like Jeff Probst from Survivor literally calls me. Hey, I was on Loveline with with uh, the guys. They gave me one of your hats. I love it. Can you make one for us? So you know, then you see him on TV. You know, with the, with the work that you're doing, it, it was it was crazy. It was so much fun. Welcome to Connected with Kyle, the live podcast on LinkedIn, spanning technology, people, and stories. This episode is a throwback to the time when me and another Kyle tried to create a podcast called Entrepreneur Experience. We had this gentleman, Steve Gum, on the show, and he absolutely crushed it. So um, I, I couldn't keep this episode deleted or in draft. I had to bring it back. So without further ado, I'm bringing it back. Enjoy the episode with Steve Gum. This guy is awesome. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Experience. We have Stephen Gum from uh, Chicago. He's the chief change agent from Gummio. I guess he's chewing on some stuff. So, uh, hey, man, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. What's up, boys? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Already, already been a pleasure. Oh, well, thank you very much, man. So tell us something entertaining about yourself that no one in the world would know. That no one in the world would know. I don't know if it's entertaining. Um, I, I did... Uh, played college basketball at Illinois State a um, long time ago. Long time ago as a walk-on. So I mean, some something I'm proud of. Uh, otherwise, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad of two, and so it gets pretty crazy around the house. So something interesting that people don't know. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, I can juggle. I can play dolls with the best of them. A little creepy, I know. But um, yeah, that, that's the game, dude. I, I work, and when I'm not working, I am like a full-time dad Uber driver for my kids. That's how I roll. Yeah, well, I love it, man. Uber love driver, that. that's how he rolls. Uh, you, you, that's how you roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of us being on a roll here, um, what was it that made you entertain entrepreneurship, and how long have you been an entrepreneur for? So uh, my entire my entire life, and I can I can pin it down to the day. So in college, I worked for College Pro Painters. If anyone is familiar with that, for literally a week. And a buddy of mine, um, we were doing a project for, he was an NFL player. I don't remember the guy's name. I just remember he was an NFL player. It was a project for College Pro. And on the contract at the end, there was, his fence was listed, but we weren't doing it. And so I was like, you know, I asked him, why aren't we doing the fence? Oh, it's too expensive. So we asked, well, how much would you, would you want it done for? And the price he was willing to pay for it was more than we were making like in, you know, a week working for College Pro. And from that day forward, man, we went out and we, we got a truck. Um, and we did that for eight years. And then from there I went into marketing, et cetera. So it's interesting how on accident I fell into it. But once you get a taste of that and, and kind of the freedom, um, you know, I tell entrepreneurs all the time, it's like for me, yeah, the money is, of course, everyone's excited. They want to grow revenue and they want to put money in their pocket, but the freedom is something you just, you can't put a price tag on. I love being able to do what I want when I want. I mean, kind of, you've got client obviously demands, but for the most part, um, yeah, that's it. Long-winded answer. So, um, speaking of that taste, yeah, and being a change agent, chewing on something at Gummyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is your last name? Which is which is your last name? Let's see how far you can take that. Let's see how far the, the Kyle could take that. So, so you're a couple steps in. I'm, I'm a couple steps in, and and the steps stop because I'm at the cliff. <laughs> okay. What's your current entrepreneurial endeavor at Gummyo, and is that your entrepreneurial endeavor? Uh, yeah, so right now at Gummyo, I am in consulting primarily, digital marketing. So that involves both strategy and implementation. So uh, I've got, over the years, it has evolved. I used to be you know, full scale, hands-on. I would come up with a strategy and execute it. 
um, as I was talking to, to Kyle the other day, Kyle Burt, you know, it's just something where you realize as you go through your, your career, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you like to do and what you don't like to do. And so for me, I'm a much better coach than I am a player when it comes to you know, implementation. So in other words, I love the strategy. I, I love, you know, giving the guidance and the direction. Mm-hmm. When it comes to actually hitting those keys, for example, and, you know, doing the social media and all that jazz, I, I don't like that. So I built out, uh, our model now is we have three tiers. It's basically do it yourself, done with you, and done for you. So uh, do it yourself is courses that we're actually building out now. And that's basically anybody that has the skills, but they just want, you know, they, they want to refine and learn something. Uh, done with you, same scenario, but they want some handholding. Maybe it's a weekly call, you know, a monthly call, whatever it is. And then thirdly is is uh, done for you where we do it all soup to nuts. So it's worked out great because it's opened up opportunities for us to work with, you know, companies that otherwise can't afford a full scale, you know, consultation type of, uh, of a scenario. Um, and it's just been a lot of fun. But um, the content creation, and, and again, you guys have been, you know, a big part of the inspiration of, of me diving in and starting to create my own content, uh, something I've wanted to do, and, and that by far is is the most fun right now, for sure. So, so give us uh, give us something here. So, what what would you tell a client of yours or a prospective client of yours on you know how to do it yourself? Like, what, where would you start? Um, you know, for me, it, well, it depends. I mean, it's, you know, every, every client is, is completely different. You know, I deal with a lot of B2B clients. I do have a few B2C clients. So it's, you know, again, that, that type of question is, let's get, let's get specific. Throw out a business, yeah. uh, throw out a business. Yeah. Give scenario. me something. Give me some, give okay. me something to chew on. Okay. So, um, client comes up to you and they're like, Hey, this is what I want. I have these platforms. I have this, but you know, I, I don't really enjoy putting it out there, but I need to build a brand. Like, so how would I implement that? And, what, and where do and I start? In, and they're in medical, uh, they're in medical de- sales. device sales. Yeah, medical device sales, and they just have no freaking fucking clue. Okay, well, I mean, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a big proponent uh, of creating content. I don't care what your, your career level is, because for, for me, uh, I transitioned at one point and we started doing local video for companies and this was several years ago. We still do it a little bit. And the reason we, that we did that, honestly, and this will come full circle to your question, is I, as a consultant, I would go into these companies and, and let's take this pharmaceutical sales rep, for example, and they tell you what they do, right? We sell this, this is our mark, all this stuff. Who cares? Everybody's the same. I mean, it, the world at large from business has been commoditized. You've got to tell your story and, and and put it out there. So if you're a pharmaceutical sales rep, but I find out, you know, you're putting out content and, and your knowledge, sharing your knowledge about, you know, how it helps the patient. I mean, you tie in the business, your passion for it. But if you sprinkle in, you know, and I'm running the marathon this weekend and I'm out with my dog this weekend, it puts a human component to it. So if I call you and I'm a pharmaceutical sales rep saying, this is what our whatever can do for you. This is how it, you know, how much it costs. And the other guy calls, and we're kind of talking apples to apples. But you feel like you know him or her, and they have connected on a on a personal level. You can't beat that, and it's hard to explain, you know, to a lot of of business owners the impact that that can have. Mm-hmm. So, so to backtrack, like when we were doing the local video, I used to tell people you can drive by like a, a mall or something, and you see all these restaurants whether it's dentists, chiropractors, or whatever, you cannot overcome human 
psychology, right? The, the, there is just a perception. Like when I say dentist, you have a perception of what the office looks like, what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. But when you go in there and you meet the guy or girl and you learn they're from this country and they have a passion for it because, you know, who knows what it is, something fascinating, right? Um, it, it just it adds a layer to the brand and the company that no level of standard uh, marketing or, or advertising can compete with. You just can't. Oh, yeah. No, uh, you got to be real. You got to be real. You got to show yourself off uh, and not yourself off, but show who you are as a person because that's what business is. Business is relationships with other people. That's what it is. That's, that, that's, that's, how, that's how our show, Coffee with Kyle, came about and that's how we're here talking to you now is because coffee is the metaphor for two people connecting over a cup of coffee to do business with each other. So moving on quickly, um, we're going to get into, you know, what are you consider yourself to be um, the most experienced in? Like what subject matter are you the most experienced in? Uh, I mean, subject matter, you mean like marketing is, is definitely my, my expertise. I mean, that's a huge, you know, broad scale thing. I think I'm very good at telling stories um, and for my client. And I think it's interesting, you know, because it, it is, I mean, look, everyone says they're good at what they do. Um, and so, you know, I think I'm good at it. Right. And, and it is kind of like a skill set, right? I'm not an engineer, right. When it comes to building out a sales funnel, for example, all the components that like I can map it out and tell you kind of what I want, but that's not my skill set. I can come in, you know, for me and have a, a good conversation over coffee learn about somebody and my head just starts to put the pieces together. Like, this is how I would tell the story. Mm. This is how I would map out the journey. And that, you know, that impacts everything that they do, uh, particularly as a client, if they trust me, I'm weaving that into everything that they do from that point on, you know, uh, whether we're, we're shooting video for them, whether they're building out marketing of some sort. Um, I'm, I'm interweaving that story. So it's never gets missed and they never go down that route of, you know, straight commodity where, Hey, this is what we do. This is what we sell. This is our service. Hire us. You know, then you're just, you're in a price driven game and it's just an uphill battle, particularly for startups and small businesses. Hmm. So, um, going back to when you, you said that you've always kind of been an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. in that, give us the one, the most epic low as being an entrepreneur, that one thing. Okay. That kept, Very, that's kept you up at night or whatever it's been. Take us there. Very easy. So I'm, I'm 42 years old. Uh, I did extremely well in my 20s. It was a dot-com era. It was, it was kind of easy. Everyone thought they were smart, but it, you know, it, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. Anyway, uh, grow, I grew a business and I let my ego get away with me. I was never like an asshole or cocky, but internally, you know, I'm beating my chest. I went all in on real estate, all in. I mean, I was like, you know, we were going to complete this development project in Indiana, proximity to Chicago, all that jazz. And literally, I was going to, this is no joke, I was going to open up a Jimmy John's in Huntington Beach, California, and that was it. I was going to ride, you know, ride off at sunset. Well, that was 07, 08. I ended up bankrupt. And I mean, this goes on for two years. We're sitting on all this property. It was a nightmare. So imagine you work your ass off, right, for 10 years. And literally every day you wake up and you see, you know, your money is just draining. Mm -hmm. You've got people calling you, 
you can't pay banks back. I mean, it was, I've got a, a newborn baby at home. Mm. It, it was absolutely insane. I mean, I can remember laying in bed, looking up at my fan and just like every day I would get up two, three in the morning, come down to, to my coffee table, you know, at my, in my kitchen. And I'd just be scratching notes like a crazy person. Like, how do I, you know, all this strategy, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? I mean, it was so surreal. And uh, again, we, we tried to maintain that for like two or three years. So this was two or three years of like sleepless nights. I'm talking like it was terrifying. And in retrospect, you know, I just didn't know what I was going through, you know, um, because there are processes to take and, and, and all that. So mm-hmm. I ended up losing everything, everything. And uh, it doesn't get much worse than that, you know. But, you know, Kyle and I were having, uh, Kyle Bird and I were having a good talk, the, you know, the other day. And, you know, I, it, for me, everybody has something, you, you know what I mean? And you learn that the older you get. Everybody has something. For me, I ended up bankrupt. I, I had money. I lost the money. Big deal. You know, my neighbor has a kid with autism. You know, somebody else has a relationship. Everyone's got something. So for me, you know, in in terms of the entrepreneurial journey, that was really, really bad. But the older I get in retrospect, you know, it's made me far more empathetic and um, just kind of appreciate, you know, like this, having a conversation with you guys. You know, and I think when I was younger, I would have been on this trying to get something out of it. Like, okay, how, how, you know, how can the Kyles promote me and, you know, how's this going to work? And now it's like, these are great guys doing cool things and I'm actually, I just enjoy it. I'm in the moment and I think, had I not gone through that, I I don't know that I'd be this guy today. Dude, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. So that's exactly what we were hoping Mm -hmm. to get is that story Mm -hmm. and um, that there's so much value in that story. Go listen to that again because that's, that's real. That's the real stuff. That's the real stuff that a lot of people are not telling that they're hiding behind, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so on the flip side now, let's talk about, you know, at, at some point in your journey, you've had this, you've had like this ultimate euphoric high. Um, and, you know, maybe you'll, ha- maybe you'll have some more of these. You, you definitely will. But what was the one that you can recall most, that one time, that one story where it was like the top for you? So that, 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 that's a tough one. I mean, we were doing very well. It just the most fun, probably the most euphoric. So I had a merchandise business. We could dive down that rabbit hole. But one thing that we did, we created a headwear company. So we were building hats, high quality. We design them here, produce them overseas, bring them in. And this is when the microbreweries were, were taking off. Mm-hmm. So we were working with microbreweries. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And then we started getting calls from celebrities. So it was crazy. Like Jeff Probst from Survivor literally calls me. Hey, I was on Loveline with with uh, the guys. They gave me one of your hats. I love it. Can you make one for us? So, you know, then you see him on TV, you know, with the, with the work that you're doing. It, it was it was crazy. It was so much fun. Uh, we had a lot of the the professional athletes, especially in the Chicago area, a lot of their charities. I mean, we were just doing really creative, really fun stuff with people that you know, I, I admired and looked up to, and now here they were calling me because they, they appreciated the work we were doing. And it doesn't get much better than that. You know, I don't care, you know, financials aside, when people come to you and they appreciate the work you're doing and they really, they want you to do it, and they're people you look up to, it's, it doesn't get much better than that. So you just created a business 
that you get ejected from. You have no money, no nothing. Yeah. Actually, no, that's a lie. You have $5,000. You have 24 hours. What business do you create? How do you do it and spend the money? And how do you impact the world? Whoa, this is super loaded. So the the, uh, the obvious choice, if you have any any skills, is you know so, social media of some sort. You know, uh, Facebook advertising, local business advertising, because it would be easy. It would take zero money. It would just take hustle. I would go door to door. The other thing, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people out there that, that don't know about, is uh, the promotional products industry. Right. If you're not familiar with that, I had a team uh, of mine years ago that did it, and they were doing seven figures. Not easily, but I mean, it was it was pretty sweet gig. So the the I probably would do that because I know it. And anybody watching this, like it's it's your pens, it's your you know anything with a logo on it, you can apply to that industry for like a hundred bucks and get a license, and then you can buy anything you want from wholesalers. So again, you don't need to touch the product, you don't need to put out cash, you don't need to do anything until someone else has bought it, and you can literally do. You, know, you can have a bank come to you uh, if if you really hustle and grind, you know you can get a bunch of local businesses, or if you hit a whale, you can put six figures in your pocket with the right deal uh, and not have to lay out any cash. Hmm. Very very interesting. Okay. So um, pivoting for a moment here, um, let's get into what is the what are some of the worst excuses you've ever heard um, an entrepreneur make or in your journey. Um, you know, you know, the, I, I don't have the time is, is, is a big one. Um, I don't have the money is, is probably my favorite, hmm. you know? Um, and, and when I hear someone say, you know, we just don't have the money for this. I just, it just is lazy and, and probably just because of what I've been through, you know, people hate th- this medium, right? And this is great. We're, we're creating content right here. Uh, you know, the digital media is fantastic. What a lot of young entrepreneurs don't know is you may have to go door to door, Right. I mean, you, you may have to get out there and hustle and they don't like that. And so the, the idea of I don't have money to me means, you know, I'm uploading stuff and I'm not it's not filling my pocket. And I don't want to go out there and, and knock on doors because it's embarrassing or, you know, I don't know what the excuses are. Basically, they're afraid to put themselves out there. You know, we're we're in the we're in this era of the celebrity entrepreneur. And, and you guys know. Right. I mean. It can be very unpleasant. It's not sexy. I mean, just to eke out a living is ex- extremely hard to do. So, you know, any type of excuses of I don't have time, I don't have money, you know, to me it's it's basically uh, I just see that and I know right away, you know, because if you really loved what you did and you really knew it was going to impact people, no problem. Door to door all day long, right? Uncomfortable as shit, but you'd get it done. So, no, kind of a lame answer to your question, but – no, no, it's not, it's not a lame answer. So basically, people care too much about what other people think. Pretty much. Well, thanks for summing up my, my three-minute dissertation in, in two words. Yeah, so <laughs> welcome who, to my world. So who cares <laughs> Who cares what everybody else thinks about you? Like, why do you care about people you don't even – why do you care about people's opinion of you, you that you don't even like the, in the first place? T- totally. <laughs> to- totally. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it makes you kind of recalibrate a little bit and think, okay, am I passionate about what I'm doing? Like yeah. if, if, I'm, if I'm afraid people know I'm doing this, um, you know, maybe I should rethink it, 
you know, so. Yeah, like you and your wife hate the Joneses next door. You, you hate them, but yet you still invite them over to your house. You still clean up the house. You still put on, uh, uh, you know, fancy clothes and you still put fancy food on the table and you talk about your fancy lifestyle. But, but why? Why? Yeah, it's madness. Totally. It's, it gets to be pretty silly. You know, and and that, that scenario, translate that across mm. the whole world, like on Instagram, uh, yeah. everywhere else. Like, why? Yeah. Well, it, it is so funny. Like, it, it, when, you, when you look at how people are approaching it, you know, there's so much thought that goes into every post, you know, and, and it gets to be kind of comical. Like, what does the background look like? You know, what does my house look like in the background? It's one of those things where everyone's scrapping, everyone's fighting, and then it's like, okay, stop. And, you know, they take the picture or whatever, and then this is back to scrapping. So there is really – the level of reality is, is, is fractional. You know, like there's this, this fantasy world people are painting out there. And, um, you know, to, to, because reality isn't fun, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's real, and a lot of people don't they don't like to address their their uh, their weaknesses or their shortcomings, whereas you know quite candidly, particularly in the business world, um, I think that's the most fascinating part of of the story. You know, so for me, I want to know like what where you know where are the shortcomings? Where have you failed? Like where are you human? Um, to me, that that makes me more inclined to to become a fan of the brand or the company or the person, and and now I'm championing you. Right. So you can you can fall on your face. You can screw up a project. You can you know, I can go to your restaurant and it can be subpar that day. And I know, oh, man, you know what? Kyle's hustling is probably tired. One of those days I give you the benefit of the doubt. If you're putting yourself out there like I'm a king and the greatest ever and I'm driving these cars and you screw up my order, I'm going to be like, OK, you know, this guy's stuff sucks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of funny. So exactly. stop posturing. hundred percent. So on the flip side, what is the one piece of advice you would give a fellow entrepreneur? Be patient. Mm. Be patient. And, and, it, and it's a hard one, you know, particularly for guys in my uh, age bracket. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm 42. And I think people and it's so funny because you, you guys are, are 30 and change. If I'm not, it doesn't matter. Um, but. It's funny because even when I was like 25, I can remember thinking, oh, man, I'm 25. It's, you know, I've missed the boat. You know, then you turn 30 and you're like, oh, my God, I, you know, time is running out. It's like, you know what, it, you may accomplish that end game, whatever it is, and you may not. You know, so if you're not comfortable and passionate and believe in what you're doing to where the grind is fun and – and you can enjoy that day to day, whether or not you actually make it to whatever that the the dream end game is. You know, if you're not content with that process, it may take a week, it may take a year, it may take ten years. You know, if you're not cool with that, you're you're in for a rough ride because you're not going to wake up tomorrow and and have a you know, and a company that's featured on the cover of Inc. magazine. It's just not going to happen. And so far too many entrepreneurs are, are shooting for gold as opposed to figuring out, hey, what am I passionate about? And what do I want to do every day? And then just do that. You know, do that. Yep. Business is merely a game, man, and the best players love the game. Yep. And TD Jake says, if you don't know your purpose, find your passion, because your passion will most assuredly lead you to your purpose. 
That's it. That was a bit preachy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> nah, nah, bro. That was my most recent Instagram post. So I, uh, I'm posturing, apparently. I, I, I mean, as soon as he finished, it's hard because we're on, you know, we're on this interview. I started to get emotional, and I was gonna, I had to hold back. I'm, I'm tugging. I mean, it's at TD Jakes. I'm, I still might cry here, guys. I'm getting, it's, I'm getting pretty touchy. So, so Steve. Um, <laughs> Thanks for being on the show today. So yeah. how can people engage with you? What's the best way to interact with you? How can you be found? You know, I mean, the easiest way, email me, steve at gummio.com, G-U-M-M-I-O. Otherwise, you know, find me on LinkedIn. Just look up Steve Gum. But happy to connect. I mean, if, like I said, I'm, I'm an open book. Anyone has questions, you know, you just want to connect. I love it. I love the stories. And as long as I have time, um, you know, have, happy to talk, chat, do whatever. But, uh, you know, most importantly, I'm having a lot of fun just following the journeys of everybody else. I mean, it's guys like you that, you know, we start creating content and now, you know, we know each other. So it's, it's interesting how, um, you know, just, just connect with me, start putting yourself out there and, and cool things happen, man. So. Yeah. When you create content, it creates opportunity. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing your experience with us, Steve. Yeah, man. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thank All you. Right, take care. Thanks so much for listening to this throwback Thursday uh, segment with Steve Gum. Hope you enjoyed it. It's connected with Kyle on LinkedIn. See you live next Wednesday, 1030 a.m. Central Time. Why am I talking like this? I don't know. I hope your dog doesn't poop on your walk today because then you got to pick that thing up. Uh, enjoy the day.